microgreens for growers and consumers. I'm your host. My name is Lisa Welsh. I am co-owner of Vitality Farms Company, LLC in Lakeland, Florida, as well as I am the director for the International Microgreen Growers Association of Florida. So today, I thought I'd give you guys a chance to listen to, well, whatever I would like to talk about. Corky Stem Passionflower, Passiflora supersolosa. It's a fast-growing perennial vine that's known to grow very well. It's actually native to the state of Florida. Yay, Florida! The green-yellow flowers look like they have no petals, and the vines produce a purplish-black berry. The cork-filled stems reach one inch around, and the vine tolerates salty air conditions, but not standing saltwater. So, you can't have it grown saltwater. It won't like that. It is common to find butterflies and caterpillars um, amongst its leaves. Uh, it's a low-climbing vine. Because it has to be low climbing because otherwise it wouldn't attract butterflies and caterpillars. Hopefully it does not attract the mean caterpillar. You know what I'm talking about. The one that stings you. We are not a fan of that one. You can choose, when you choose this, you can still use it as a ground cover. And you can, when you choose this area, or this plant, you want to plant it in an area that is full sun or light shade. A quirky stem passion flower vine, they want what everything wants. Good draining soil with organic matter, but it will also grow in crap soil. Um, you want to add one inch of well-rotted compost to the clay or to your sandy soil. Dig a hole with a shovel, hopefully. I mean, you could do it with your hand, but I wouldn't recommend that. Um, plant the vine only as deep as it, as it is growing. So that means don't stick it down like, you know, six inches further down. Just put it where it was. Spread out the roots in the hole and fill it with soil. Spread one or two, th one to three inches, one to three inch layers of organic mulch like leaves or wood chips around the base of the vine. Because your mulch will help regulate your soil. Um, keep the mulch three to six inches away from the stems of the corky stem passion vine. Soak the ground with water or a soaker hose. Water slowly and deeply whenever the soil dries out to the depth of two inches. Watering is the most important during hot, windy weather. But we live in Florida, so we don't have hot or windy weather. It's just as beautiful here every day of the year. <laughs> Anyhow, next you're going to want to put a trellis up or some kind of support so that the passion flower has room to vine. And climb. The small tendrils of the plant will climb anything it can grasp. Train the vines up the trellis as the plant grows larger. You want to feed it some fertilizer in the spring and around the root zone. And then you want to prune the vines every year after the fruit is harvested. You want to clip out excess stems with a pair of pruning shears. Cut the stems close to the ground. Cut the vigorously growing stems back by a third of their length. And that, my friends, is how you grow passion flower. So tell me about this passion flower. I mean, I'm just curious. 
you know, I hear a lot of things about passion flower. As a matter of fact, um, it has some biblical implications. What? It does. Man, the passion flower has some serious, serious religious undertones. Well, Lisa, how can it have some serious undertones? Because it can. Um, actually, when people refer to the passion of the Christ, um, I think that's where they got the word from. I don't know. Passion. Um, passion flower, as you know, we just talked about, it's the woody vine that has an unusual blossom. And the blossom is so unique. But I'm going to tell you why it's unique in a minute. Um, the Roman Catholic priest, though, I'm not a Roman Catholic. I got nothing against Roman Catholics. So I just believe in a very, very mean God. But nonetheless, um, <laughs> this is my take. Um, the Roman Catholic priest of the, I think it was the late 1500s, named it uh, Passion Flower, that is, for the suffering and death of Jesus Christ. They believed that several parts of the plant, including the petals, the rays, and the sepals, symbolized features of the passion. So the flower has five petals and five petal-like sepals, representing the ten apostles who remained faithful to Jesus throughout the passion. The circle of this hair-like rays above the petals suggests the crown of thorns that Jesus wore on the day of his death. Um... The priest who named the vine found it growing in what is now Latin America. Today, many, many people refer to it for those reasons. Um, there were more, though. Um, the diameter ranges from half an inch to six inches. Most of the approximately 400 species of passionflower grow in warm regions. So, it's very common to be in the southern United States, um, and the Mary, the Maypop, the common passion flower of the southern United States, bears a yellow fruit. These fruits taste slightly sour, or very sweet, depending on the species. Um, passion flowers grow for passion fruit juice, as Passiflora edilis, something or other. I cannot say all that. Um... But, another area where people have been fascinated by passion flowers is Bermudians and visitors alike. Its color, its intricate shapes, and the many part explain why. I think it also has a very distinct fruity smell of grapes and gardenias. So back, again, late 1500s, actually early 1600s, Spanish Christian missionaries explained each part of the flower with a story. Of the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. Many of the visitors to the perfumery ask me about the story. And so I'm, well, not me, like personally, because, like, how would I have been around? But I'm gonna tell you what they say and how the story goes. The flower is purple, the color of the season of Lent. Mm, that's true. The five sepals and the five petals. The ten apostles present when Jesus during the Passion, excluding Peter and Judas. The three stigma, the three nails that held Jesus to the cross. The five anthers, the five wounds of Jesus' hands, feet, and side. The filaments, the crown of thorns. The leaves with three points, 
the Holy Trinity, the vine, God's attachment to the earth. So, I don't know if you have to necessarily be uber-religious, but here's what I've done. I have come up with kind of a... Actually, I didn't come up with it. I'd be lying. I had reached out to an author who writes uh, Christian publications and got her to produce a book or some kind of um, prayer meditation guide that we could go along with your passion vine. So I have passion vines for sale. They can come with a book if you would like. And the book is just to kind of help you get some meditation and to talk about why the Christians and the they believe what they believe about the plant. And it's, it is kind of gorgeous. I mean, now granted, once somebody tells you you can see something in, in, in an item, you just can see it. So, like, if I told you that I saw, like, <gasps> do you remember when people saw, like, actors and, like, weird things inside of, like, grilled cheese? So, basically, when somebody tells you that they see something, you can see it, too. Um, but I think the fact that it relates to the passion, and, and passion flowers actually really hard to grow from seed. Um, I think it's just very interesting. So, when I became a farmer, not that long ago, y'all, um, I don't know what it was. I didn't even know. It just sounded really cool. So, when I first heard about it, I think it was, of course, from my neighbor, because she's super smart. But it was around, it must have been around Easter. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be the coolest grow kit. Because one, you can eat passion flower. They're edible. Two, could you imagine growing something like around Lent that has to do with like the passion? You could grow, draw a lot of deep symbolism and really spend some time reflecting on your life. If you are a believer. But necessarily you have to be a believer of any specific faith. I'm just saying if you're a believer in, well I suppose some believers don't believe that Jesus was even here yet. I'm not here to get into religious um, debates because you believe what you believe. I believe what I believe. We all go about our day. So, but I think it'd be really kind of cool to do that. So, if you're interested in buying some passion flower, reach out, hit me up, buy it. I think I got um, 288 plants. So, let's get them sold because that's a lot of plants. And I don't know what I would do with that many passion flowers in my yard. So hit me up, sell you some passion flowers. If you want the the book or the the writings that this wonderful author put together for us, um, let me know. I'll get that to you. And other than that, now you know about yet yeah, another plant that is edible called passion flower. Um. Also, all the links, all the show notes, all the good stuff. If you want to do what I do, buy what I buy. I don't know why you'd want to do that. But if you do, you know, there's some links in there. Um, if you want to do something unique, the International Microgreen Growers Association, as we launch, we'll be launching a bunch of classes, um, teaching you how to pivot your business in a way I guarantee you have not thought of yet. And if you've thought of some of them, you haven't thought of all of them. Uh, so we'll have classes and stuff that you can learn, take, and uh, add additional streams of revenue to your business. and Always look out for signups for universities that we offer. They go to our members first. Why? I guess because I want to be like that. You know, I just feel like if you pay for a membership into an association, then that membership, then 
the association try to help you get your money back. So my thing is, if you join our association, and then I get you set up on, you know, $75 worth of um, surveys or whatever for universities, you just pay less, like half. And I feel like I have no problem doing that for people who have paid in because I want them to get their money back. I want them to really feel like they got value out of it. Because I plan on producing a lot of content with a lot of value. The only trick, my friends, you're going to have to learn how to either slow me down when you listen to me. Or increase your listening ability so that I don't actually sound like I talk fast. Ha <laughs> ha. I don't know which one of us is going to be in trouble first. But anyhow, have a great day. Talk to you next week. Lots is going on. Hit me up if you want some passion flower. Bye.